letting the people know um, about your site. Go to the site, look at the site, and, and watch some of the videos where they can get more comfortable on, okay, who I'm going to share this with, where I'm going to, um, I'm giving my money over here, so I, I, I you know, I want to see if this will work for me. Let them know about the videos and how, um, is it affordable, uh, how, how they'll go by um, getting signed up with you guys. Sure. We actually have some really good video content on our blog and on our homepage. I mentioned a little bit earlier about the three tracks of videos that are up. Um, those are a great resource. And then one of my favorite things is that Intuit, the makers of QuickBooks, came to our offices um, and they filmed us for a year. Or sorry, they filmed us for an entire day and then they've edited those down to 10 um, three-minute clips and those all have tips in them. So there's one on the form and function of packaging. There's another one about pricing things for your small business. Um, there's some about the strategy of talking to buyers and how do you do that? How do you launch a product in a cost-effective way? So those are all posted on our blog. Um, I'd really encourage everybody to take a listen to those. They're really, really well done. They've, and they've done a great job editing it down to some nice, concise, three-minute pieces that you can absorb really easily and that will move you forward. So our, our website is products2profits.com. So P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S-T-O-P-R-O-F-I-T-S.com. You can find us there. And there's resources for how we work. So, you know, one of the things that's an important system and, and value for our audience and for our clients is that we like to scale our work to where you are and what stage. Like we were talking a little bit earlier about um, this idea of different tools for different things, right? Right. So we actually have an entry-level call that somebody can do with me. It's half an hour. That's up on the website, and they can get those. It's um, called a product action call, and we have them sometimes for $97. They're normally 197 but they're there. And you always end up with action items out of it. It lets us get to know your project a little bit and serve you without a huge commitment up front which is really a nice way for us to serve our mission as well as serve people that come to us. Right, so right. those are available. And then we do consulting. So those, that's a bundle of hours. And we have our flagship program, which is the product success program. That typically takes people about a year to go through, and it's me with their business team. So it's a, a higher impact offering that takes more time. But we're able to really be with the project over time. And then we have some clients that are having us create their packaging design, create their sales materials, build their sales team, um, pull together lists of buyers, because you know, we have a database that's kind of like a Ferrari in the driveway just waiting for someone to put the key in it. <laughs> um, you know, so, so we'll do that for clients and go in and search. And it's such a great database. We can look by government industry code, mm -hmm. job title, whether it's the branch or the headquarters, all these different things to find the right contacts for clients. So if we don't know the people directly, we can usually find them. So our clients 
will work with us in different ways depending on, like I said, the stage they're in. Mm -hmm. Usually somebody who's just starting out may not have a prototype yet should at least do a product action call with us because they can um, scope out their idea a little bit more before they dive into doing a ton of work on it. So sometimes we'll actually change the product pretty substantially in that product action call because of the feedback. For example, we had one client, she came to us, she wanted to do a particular thing for babies. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, if you do that, you're going to run into a lot of regulation problem. And on top of that, it's going to be extremely expensive. It's going to cost you about a million dollars to develop that, right? But you could solve the same problem for way more people at a cost-effective price for the product itself and lower your development cost to about $200,000 because it's got a lot of electronics to it if we just do it this way instead and you won't have the same amount of regulation and compliance problems plus you won't have as much competition you'll actually be able to work with all of the children's products that are out for that particular category instead of creating a whole another one that's going to compete with everybody else right, right. okay so uh -huh. that's so um that was actually out of a product action call mm -hmm. okay okay um i got this question a couple more questions for you uh okay what if a person um already have okay patent pending and already have a prototype and a 3d and the, and the well, sketch so and everything so patent pending can come about from a couple of different things. I'm not an attorney, so I can't give a legal advice. Right, but right. patent pending can be used when you have a provisional patent application that's been filed. Right. And then it can also be that you filed for a full patent. So um, what you do is different depending on which kind of application you filed. Okay. Um, provisional patent applications... Um, don't get examined by the patent office. So if you are applying for something called a PPA, um, when I was at, speaking at the United States Patent and Trademark Office conference, um, I was doing one of their keynotes, and one of the patent examiners and I got in a conversation afterwards, and I said, so tell me about the PPAs. What's your internal process? And he said, we do this. He goes, oh, we got a letter, and we put it in a drawer, and we don't open it, and we hold it there for a year. Right. So if somebody has a provisional patent application and they want to license their product and they already have a prototype, um, then what they would want to do is create some good marketing materials. And <clears throat> by good marketing materials, I mean marketing materials that show why their product should be in a manufacturer's line. Because if you're going to license, typically you're licensing to a manufacturer. And the manufacturer is then going to go sell it to the store or the company that's, that you're intending that your product would be purchased by. Right. So you, when you're licensing in that scenario, you want marketing materials that show how many could be sold in the United States, potentially um, what the estimated manufacturing costs would be, and how the product fits into the manufacturer's line already of what they're already doing. Um, a lot of people miss that part. And so 
they think that it should be something that's totally brand new for the manufacturer and, you know, that's totally revolutionary for them. And sometimes manufacturers won't license something because of that. You know, they, they don't know that market well enough or they don't have that equipment in their factory. So you want to actually show how it fits with what they're doing and extends the reach rather than is like left field from everything they've ever done. Right. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, now, I have another question for you. Okay. Tell uh, the listeners out there about, uh, did you go before George Foreman or did you go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people really like this. I um, spoke at an invention conference a couple years ago, and they called me up, just you know, a couple weeks before they were arranging the schedule. And they stumbled around with it, and they went, well, um, uh, I was wondering um, uh, if, uh, you know, how, how would you feel about going after a, a kind of big-name person? Wow. And, and I said, yeah, I'm fine with it, you know, and I laugh, because I, to me, since I live in Los Angeles, we see a lot of, um, we see a lot of movie stars, we see a lot of people that have very recognizable names all the time. Mm-hmm. And some of them come into our offices for things. And uh, so, anyway, I said, oh, I'm totally fine with it. And and she goes, oh, that's good. You know, I thought you could, I thought you'd be okay with it and you could do it. And, you know, and she goes, I was really looking for a speaker that could hold the energy. And I said, oh, so you were looking for someone who was going to keep everybody in the room. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, yeah, sure, I'm fine. Who is it? She said, George Foreman. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was the speaker right after George Foreman to keep everybody engaged and entertained Mm -hmm. and move their their products forward at the same time. So uh, no pressure, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have another question for you. Okay, let the people know of the, uh, do you have a top 10 um, or do you have like a um, something that you... um, you know, the top 10 that you can tell people of the, uh, I'm trying to get this out. Go ahead and help me. Um, the top 10 tips. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so many things we could talk about. Um, first off is, number one, it's, it's not just related to inventing, but it's related to how you actually grow yourself as a person, and that is to always keep learning, whether it's through books or getting in mastermind groups, or going to meet up presentations about topics that you need to know about, or um, studying. You know, I, I'm a huge student of marketing, right? Um, I'm really fortunate, you know, we were actually chosen as a top 10 finalist out of 10,000 businesses wow. for a, a marketing award a few years back. And so, um, I think it's really important, even when you're at that level, to continue to develop yourself. Um, it's, it's just the world moves quickly now, and if you're not moving with it, um, it's not going to work for you, right? right? So number one, continue to be learning. Listen to shows like this. Listen to what Martin's telling you. Listen and study what's happening and become very curious about the world. The other tips are to always make sure that when you are um, creating your product that the result you want is in alignment with the strategies that you're using. We typically see people come to have started down this path of 
you know, getting their manufacturing set up and they're going to pay for their tooling and they're going to do all this, but then they want to like something. So they really shouldn't be putting all that money out, right? right? Then we have other clients that don't, that come to us and they don't know what they actually need to put money into, right? Okay. Um, and the, the other big tip is to balance balance any fear you have about starting out, about you know the, investing the money, whatever it is. Balance any of that fear with the way bigger risk, which is that you're never going to become the person you're meant to be unless you invest in your own growth, right? Like that's the game that we're all in on this planet is who becoming the person that we're supposed to be and what do we need to do to do that to be our biggest version of ourselves. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. So, so some of the other tips would be um, any stage you're in, you want to do your best to make it as real as possible for the people you're talking with. So if you want to go to an investor and you're very early stage, say you just have one prototype, but you need an investor to do your tooling or to do your manufacturing, you have to actually speak in the language they understand. It's not their job to, you know, listen to understand your world. It's your job to speak so that they understand you. So learn the language of capital, learn the language of money. Um, if you need help with that, play the game Cash Flow. It's awesome. Um, we have links to it on our website. You can find it there. Um, you can find it on Amazon. But play Cash Flow. Learn the language of money. And always watch the words that you're saying around money. So when you're saying, I don't have enough, I can't, whatever, you're actually reinforcing a belief system that really, frankly, probably is not serving you. Um so the next tip would be to ask better questions all the time. So I do that with myself. Instead of saying I can't do blah, 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 or I can't because of X, I'll say something like, well, okay, how could I do it if I really wanted to? Right. You know, which is a much better question. <laughs> it leads you to actually way more helpful answers. <laughs> um, and some of the other tools would be to... Um, look at 3D printing as a way to get your prototype done. 3D printing is an awesome technology. We've been involved with it for a long, long time. Uh, one of our clients actually sells 3D printers that you can get to have, like on a desktop in your house even, for about $2,000. And it will 3D print models of your product. Wow. Crazy. Yes. It's good to um, have that. It's good to have that. Yeah, and there's a lot of maker spaces that are out. There's all different kinds of contests. I know um, yesterday a company called uh, Hackaday just launched their um, invention and idea um, contest. So you can actually hook up, get connected, build teams within that, move your project forward, and they're giving out cash prizes for it. So that's an annual conference. Um, there's so many resources. I mean, we, we live in one of the best resourced places in the world. So there is really the only 
excuse or reason to not be moving forward is because you're not committed enough and you're too scared. Right. So do like, I'm just going to call it out. Right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like there's always a way to move forward. It may not be the huge step, but there's always right. a next thing you can do. Always. Okay, okay, Amy, I, I don't want to hold you any longer. I know you're real, real busy, and I, I really appreciate the time you took out to be on the Inventor Show here. Okay, uh, before, we, before we end this, can you let the people know, the listeners out there, let them know uh, how they can contact you again. Give them the website if you have the phone number or whatever. Just, just do that for them, and that would be really Absolutely. You know, we look at it like it's our job to move and inspire people, and to connect with um, the creatives in the world. So we'd love to hear from you. We have the product business show that we do, which is a live Q&A show on Mondays. Um, you could definitely come join us on those. Um, you could get connected to us on our social media streams, which is facebook.com slash products to profits. And also our website is www.products to profits.com and it's got our phone number there's video content for you there's blog posts um, there's a great checklist that we release as well so I'd love to have a conversation with everybody um, we're happy to do that and see where we can move